man, I tell you what, Jesus is in the house today. I was like, I can't even sing up in this place. It is well with my soul. About took me out. Just the presence. How about, am I the only one? Man, God's in the house. Thank you, Jesus, for your grace and your mercy. I want to tell you something that very cool that took place last night. Uh, the gravity, our young people are going to gravity this Friday, Lord willing. And last night, Pastor Craig jumped up and said, you know what, we have 17 kids that need scholarships for gravity. He said it would come out to $1,782 or $84 or something like that. And, and you know, we, we always have a philosophy that we don't leave anyone behind. We're going to get you there if it's a men's retreat or women's retreat or the kids. And, and so, you know what took place last night? Someone walked up to Craig and gave him a check for $1,782. And, and, it, and, and, and that, that was just one check. And then more came in, and uh, my daughter and Connor and Craig and everybody, you know, like 30 scholarships came in. <laughs> He's good, isn't he? Come on. Wow. I'm like, wow. Praise God. He's... He's so good. We're going to dive into his word in just a minute. I don't know if you saw on Facebook, and if you're not a friend of Heart of the City Church on Facebook, I know you may be a little older and you may not be all tacky. Man, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, even though I've learned, I've, I've made myself learn. You know, uh, our vessels team, Seth and Topher wrote a song together called New. Anybody ever heard New before? That's a song that we go crazy with. You know what I'm saying? And that went on iTunes this week. And so you, you are to check it out. It's really, it's a great song to, of course, worship and praise God to. But it's a great song to work out to, too. I'm just going to let you know. I'll be jamming out in the gym with, uh, the, with New. Pray with me. Today I want to talk to you about an exit plan. An exit plan. Jesus, we thank you for your presence. You're so good. Sometimes I just want to cry, and I do. Sometimes I just want to shout, and I do. And Lord, I, I, my body don't even know what to do in your presence, but we're so blessed and favored and, and uh, graced with your presence. I pray a special blessing on our guests today. They may come in here and go, you know, those people are pretty excited. And yes, we are, because you've been so good to us. You, you have saved us. You've blessed us. You've healed us. And, and you, you continue to save us and bless us and heal us. And we're so, we're so excited, so excited about your word this morning and ask that you would speak now to us in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. what do you need to exit out of today? What, what do you, what, what, what do you need to exit from? When God puts a whole book in the Bible, when he puts a book in the book of all in the Bible called Exodus, I want to let you know that he is all about exiting something. He has a plan to exit you about to exit today. Somebody tell your neighbor, you about to exit today. Somebody's going to exit. You may be exiting a lifestyle. You may be exiting a disease. You may be exiting an addiction. You may be exiting depression. You may be exiting some kind of crazy mindset or wrong attitude or some kind of crazy behavior. I want to let you know that God has an exit plan for you today. You may be exiting out of stress into his rest. 
You may be exiting out of pain into the Holy Ghost reign. I don't know. You may exit out of shame into a place of fame. I want to let you know that I think God has a place of exiting for you today, wherever you are, in whatever situation. Tell your neighbor right now, is he talking to you? Tell your other neighbor, say, oh yeah. I'm talking to you this morning. God wants you to exit out of the plans that the devil had for you to take you out. The, the enemy doesn't want you to exit. He wants to keep you in a house of bondage. Jay, I've been saved 50 years. I don't know. If, hey, you can be saved 50 years and still be all up in bondage. You can be the Israelites and be in slavery for 430 years. He wants to take you out of the house of bondage today. God has an exit plan for you. Listen to the definition of exit plan. You ready for this? A way out. God is a way out. He's a way maker. He's a, you heard of the a wedding planner? He's the exit planner. Come on. He's the, he's a, he'll make a way out of the desert. He'll make a way out of the forest, out of the rest. He'll make, God is a way maker. He's a, a, a exit planner. He will make an exit for you today or whatever you need to come out of. You know, I, I want to talk to you about this for a minute as we continue to dive in the word. Today we plan to exit this facility. And this facility has been a tremendous blessing. I want to do this right now. If Matt and Rose backs, would you please stand up for just a moment? I thought, I, yeah, 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 they're here. Praise God. Matt, I'm very thankful for this couple because Matt, uh, as soon as he heard that, you know, we we're making this transition, but we couldn't go into our new facility, he gets on the horn, he starts talking to people and, and sets up uh, the fairground. And man, it has been a tremendous blessing. And I just wanted Heart of the City Church to thank them for being an instrument to hook us up with this. God bless you. God, it's been a, we've been in a rally. We've been rallying. Thank you. Can, some, so, can somebody say rally? We've been rallying since the end of December. <laughs> I'm ready for the rally to be over, though. Because we're going to take it to another level. I don't know what, that, what's, what the next word over rally is, but we're going there in the new facility. But I'm very thankful for this place. We're exiting this place because this is only a temporary place. You may be in a temporary place today in your life. It's been a great place, but this is not home. It's been a great place, but it's not what God has for us. It's been a great place, but this is not our permanent place. This has been a great place, but as it were, this is not our promised land. God has a place for us. We've been preparing a house for the Lord a sheep shed for his people, a place of refuge for the lost, a place where the body of Christ is going to come together and worship, a house of worship, a house of equipping, a house of prayer. And I'm so excited. We have an exit plan today. But even as we're exiting this facility, I feel like God has an exit plan for you. Maybe you need to exit out of a dark place in your life. 
Maybe you need to exit out of a dead place in your life. Maybe you need to exit out of some kind of addiction or bondage out of your life today. I want you to look at the scripture, 2 Timothy 2, 26. It's going to be right beside me on the sky. Everyone say sky Bible. Look what it says. And that they may come to their senses and escape. Say that with me, escape. The snare of the devil, having been taken captive by him to do his will. How many of you want to be taken captive by the devil to do his will? <laughs> God has an exit for you. He has a plan of escape. That word snare means a noose or a trap. He wants to noose you. God wants to loose you. Let me say that again. God wants to noose you. No, the devil wants to noose you. God wants to loose you. Everybody on this side say noose. Everyone on this side say loose. Yeah. God wants to loose you today. The noose is coming to loose you today. Uh, uh, the noose is coming absolutely. There's going to be a loosening. You may be snared by all kinds of things. You know, I could go down a list just to say what could be snares in this room. Snares of porn and snares of fear, snares of performance and snares of drugs and uh, crippling strongholds, house of thoughts brought on by traumatic events, emotional snares and all kinds of stuff. But I want to let you know that God has an exit plan. He has an exit plan out of depression and anxiety. I want you to look at this beautiful scripture today. Man, if he did it for the Israelites, how much does he want to do it for you today? with Jesus in the plan. Look at Exodus 3, 7 through 9. We're going to camp. I mean, come on. This, is this, this probably is no surprise. We're going to camp out in Exodus today. I mean, it's called the exit plan. Look at Exodus 3, 7 through 9. You with me on the sky Bible? Look at this. And the Lord said, I want you to see that God said it, not Moses. He said, I have surely seen. Would you say that word, seen? How many of you are like, God sees? No, 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 God sees. All Jay, all I'm alone in my shed, and God don't say, God sees. He's El Roi. He see. He's the God who sees. He sees. He says, I have surely seen. He sees what Kathy's been through. He's seen what your marriage has been through. He sees. He, he, you can't get out from under him seeing. He's the God who sees. He's, a, he's El Roja. He, he sees. It says, I have seen the oppression of my people. He sees your, your situation, your condition today. My people who are in Egypt. Anytime I say Egypt today, think about the world. Think about a place of bondage. That's what it's talking about. And have heard the cry because of their taskmasters, for I know, say that with me, no. Go with me today. Come on, go with me this morning. Some of you look sleepy. Come on, go. Say with me, no. Because no. all these, every word of God means something. Every word. In the, in the Hebrew, uh, no means yada. 
Yara, he, he intimately knows. He, he's, he's intimate. He knows the hairs on your head. I mean, it's not like he knows. It's like he knows. He knows. He knows. He knows what you go through. He knows you real good. You're the best thing since sliced bread. He knows you. He knows your children. He knows your address. He knows your phone. He knows your social security. Come on. He knows everything about you. He intimately knows you. That's what Yada is. It says, for I know their sorrows. Knows your sorrows. Look what he says I'm going to do. He he says, I'm going to come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians. To bring them out of the land of good large land. A land flowing with milk and honey. A land of the Canaanites and and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Parasites and the Perizzites and the Hittites and the Hvites and all the Vites and Ides. And he's going to bring them out. He's going to bring you out. He's going to put you into a good land today. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm making up some stuff right there. Is that okay? And the Jebusites. The people had been in slavery for over, just put your your foot into their shoes for a minute. They've been in slavery for over 400 years. 400 we can't even we can't even spell so I know our nation's been through slavery, but our generation can't spell slavery. Now we still are dealing with things and people's heartbroken and things that's happened in our history in the past. But this generation we live in, we can't spell. These people are freshly coming out of slavery for 400 years. Whatever you need to come out today, I want to let you know that God has an exit plan for you. Look at Exodus 13.3. Look at this. And Moses said to the people, remember this day. I I believe that's for somebody here. It might be one or two or three. It might be 13 people. I believe that you're going to exit out today. If somebody's got a kid in here. They don't even know their kid's in porn. I'm believing they're going to exit out today. Smoking weed without mama knowing it. They're going to exit out today. Oh, it's legal in Washington. I don't care where it's legal. It's from hell. You're going to exit out today. How you know it's from hell? Because I lived in that hell. You're going to exit out today. Moses said to the people, remember this day in which you have went out of Egypt. Remember the day. Look, remember out of the uh, house of bondage. <laughs> For by strength of hand, the Lord brought you out of this place. Look at, look at the words. No leavened bread shall be eaten. By the strength of the hand of the Lord, he brought... Hey, it ain't going to be by your strength or by your might. King Zerubbabel said, not by might, not by power, but by, by my spirit, says the Lord. You may have tried to get out, but God's coming by his Holy Spirit to bring you out. Now, think about Pharaoh and his great army. They do it by might of the world. They do it with swords and shields and armory and horses and chariots. They do it by might. They do it by power. But the Lord says today, I come to do it by my spirit today in your life. You know, all that stuff is carnal. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 10.4, listen to this. Let me tell you what kind of weapons that you have available to you. You have an armory available to you. 
Look what it says. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. It ain't metal swords. <laughs> it's not shields and head and horses and chariots. It's way more powerful than that. It's weapons that God has given us. He says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. Carnal means pertaining to the flesh. Carnal means governed by mere human and not by the Spirit of God. The Egyptians are fighting with mere human stuff. But God comes to exit you out by his spirit today. I wish I had time to talk to you about strongholds because people in this room right now probably got strongholds in their mind. I don't have time to go all into that. But I want to let you, I believe that even through the preaching today, somebody's going to be set free of, of strongholds. We don't fight like the Egyptians fight. We, 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 we don't have to fight like they fight in order to exit. Remember Goliath? How many of you remember Goliath? He comes out with carnal armory on, just like intimidating. Saul should have been a giant slayer, head and shoulders above everyone. What's wrong with Saul? Saul got a stronghold. He's all bound up in fear. Philistine comes out, old jungle breath, uncircumcised Philistine shouting down the army of Israel day after day after day until little David comes out. Five foot five, buck fifty, shepherd boy, ruddy. I don't know how big he was, just kind of making that up, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> he comes out, and I want you to see something very, very beautiful. How did David take out the enemy? You know, Goliath is just all the armory. David comes out with a slingshot and a rock, but I want to let you know that it wasn't any old rock that took out Goliath, I want you to know that it was the rock that took Goliath out. Are, are, you, are, you, are, you, are you feeling me today? Just listen to the scripture and you'll see what I'm saying. First Samuel 17, 45, it says, Then David said to the Philistine, Look, 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 look. You come to me with a sword, look, sword, carnal weapons, with a spear, and with a javelin, look, look, what, look what David comes with. I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. His name is Jehovah Sabaoth. I come to you in the name of the Lord. He's going to take you out today. That's what I'm talking about. That's what we fight with. Oh, one of the most powerful things that you can ever fight with is the name of Jesus. You know, you, you heard probably older saints, you're like, in Jesus' name, Jesus, Jesus. There's a reason why we say that. Because there's no, jail, is it magic? Oh, it's way more powerful than magic. Every knee will bow at that name. There's no name under heaven in which a man must be saved other than the name of Jesus. I'm going to let you know. The Bible says in Proverbs 18.10, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. You need an exit plan? Let me tell you a password today. J to the E to the S-U-S. -S. 
I don't need to make a friend with my enemy. I just need the name of Jesus. Listen, I don't need to be fearful of my enemy. All I need is faith in the name of Jesus. I don't need to cut a deal with my enemy. All I need is Jesus. Say, say that beautiful name with me. It's not just saying it, it's believing who it is and what he's done. I don't need a reason out, I need the Jesus out. God will make a way where there is no way for you. He will make a way, he has an exit plan for you. See, the enemy, he really has no control over you. He has no control over me, unless you give it to him. How many of you agree with that? I don't know if everybody agrees. There's only a few hands go up. See, you need to you need to get on the same page. Why? Why? Because it's the Bible page. Let, let me let, let me tell you what I'm talking about. Colossians two fourteen through fifteen. Colossians two fourteen through fifteen. Look at this beautiful scripture. Having is it up there on the sky? Having wiped out the handwriting of requirements. This is what Jesus did having wiped out the handwritings of requirements that was against you, which was contrary to us. He has taken it out of the way. That's a capital H right there. He, Jesus, nailed it to the cross. Look what he did. Look what he did. There's a whole story behind it. There's a whole history behind this scripture. I don't got time to go there. Having disarmed principalities, he disarmed him. How about, how about Spencer? Spencer, stand up for a minute if you don't mind. Spencer walk into the 7-Eleven, and there's two gang, gangsters just robbing 7-Eleven. Spencer don't have any, anything on him. He's just bad to the bone. Bad, 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 bad to the bone. He walks up to him and says, hey, give me your guns. They're so freaked out because he's so tall, and they're like, I can't believe this man coming to me. I got guns. He's like, give me your guns. And they just go, okay. (laughs) Jesus took the guns. Everyone say, are you with me this morning? Come on, say, say disarmed. Jesus disarmed. He disarmed. having disarmed principalities and powers. He made a public spectacle of them. Hey, let's, hey, Spencer, grab them and bring them outside. We want everybody to know you shouldn't do this at this 7-Eleven. <laughs> bring them outside. Hey, put a sign on Look, You know, you see it on Facebook. Don't ever try to hold up this 7-Eleven right here. This is a crazy white man right here. Just come and rip your guns off right here. Just <laughs> Disarmed them. Made a public spectacle of them. This is, you got to get in my brain. This is kind of how my brain works. Is that all right? And look at this. Triumphing over them in it. See, you need to know this, what Jesus has already done for you. The Bible says, in, come on, come on, Ron Sice is saying amen back there. He know what I'm talking about. Behold, I give you authority over all the, look, to trample serpents and scorpions. And look, over all, will you just look at that? Over all, will you say that with me, over all? Over all the power of the enemy. Well, jail, the enemy got power. Yeah, he got power. But you got authority. Yeah. <laughs> There's a big difference. <laughs> I got the power. Listen, that's okay. What well, we got, I got the authority. 
What's the difference? There's a guy, the biggest guy that ever played NFL football. His name is Aaron Gibson, 410 pounds. How many, how many can say power? Aaron's got some power. Brother's got power in his big toe. But just feel me on this. All of a sudden, now, Aaron didn't do this. Don't start a rumor. I'm just trying to set an example. Don't get Aaron after me. Okay? Let's just say Aaron drank a little bit too much, driving down the road. I shouldn't use his name. Let's just change his name. I don't want that brother looking after me. He get on the website. Pastor Jail said, I've been driving drunk. I'm 410 pounds taking him out. No, Aaron. Let's, let's, put a, let's put a fake name on him. Let's just call him Jake. Jake, 410 pounds, driving down the road. He's got a lot of power. State patrolman. She's 120 pounds, soaking wet. Gets out of her car. Hey, you cross the white line. Get out of your car. Turn around. I'm putting the cuffs on you. I'm taking you downtown. And Aaron says, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Why? Because she has authority. She has the authority of the state that she represents. You have the authority of a king from a kingdom, God Almighty, the Alpha, the Omega, the most powerful being in the universe. Come on, you have the authority behind you. But you'll never walk in it if you don't believe it. I'm just, I just believe it. I just believe, I, I, I believe do you believe? i got to keep going because that's not really what I'm preaching on today. See, God can... It really isn't. It really isn't. That's for free. But God can use... God can use whatever He wants to exit you out today. He can turn water into blood to get you. He'll go against your enemies with the blood. Hey, with the, with the, with with every one of the things that the Egyptians was challenged with. Let me let me show. You. It began with the blood and it ended with the blood. You might get this in just a few minutes. It began with the blood and it ended with the blood. You go to your sink and you turn on the sink and just blood comes out. You go to the pond of fish and blood. The fish is floating because of the blood. It began with the blood and it ended with the blood. It all, it's all about the blood. Amen. How many of you know that? He can use blood in order to bust you out to exit. He can take gnats. He can take lice. Swarm of my, my daughter does not like lice, do you? My, she don't like lice, do she, Radine? She works with Boys and Girls Club and she's like, no, Daddy, I don't like lice. <laughs> yeah. He can take, listen. God can use lice. He can use swarms of locusts. He can take flies. He can take dead livestock. He can take boils and hell and thunder. He can make it so dark. Then, listen, it was so dark that the Israelites didn't get up for three days. They didn't leave their place. It's like you can't even He can use any of these things to exit out 
of where you are right now. He started with the blood, and then all of a sudden, he ended with the blood. He said, listen, listen, listen Moses, you tell him to put blood over the top of the doors and down the sides of the door. I began it with the blood. I'm going to end it with the blood. You better make sure there's blood. You take that line, you take the blood, and you cover, because I'm passing over. If you ain't passing over, death is coming to your house tonight. All the blood, all the power, just see that in the Old Testament and bring it into the New Testament. And they had to put blood over the top of their doors and down the sides of their doors. And then all of a sudden, that angel, the, 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 the angel passed over all the Israelites and the firstborn of the Egyptians were dead because they didn't put blood over top of their doors. Everyone say blood. blood. This blood can save the soul. Listen. This is Carmen saying this. This blood can heal the sick, mend the heart. This blood can give you access to the very throne of God. And it still can go to distance from the pain in which you are. This blood is for you. The blood of the Lamb. Oh, something about the blood. I got to keep going. I want to let you know that you try to figure out how God's going to exit you out. And God, what I'm trying to tell you today is that God can use whatever he wants to use against your enemy to exit you out. Now think about Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat. He's got all these countries, nations coming against him, and the, 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 the word of the Lord comes to him and says, Hey, hey, Jehoshaphat, the battle's not yours. It's God's. What? What? Everyone say Jehoshaphat. I, I, I like the end of his name, Fat. P-H-A-T. He fat, yo. Hey, fat. Jehoshaphat. Fat means kind of a funky sound, man. The, 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 the prophet comes to him, Jehoshaphat. Listen, and he gets a game plan for the next day. All these nations is going to take them out. And you know what Jehoshaphat does? He sings singer. He sets singers and worshipers out. <laughs> Think about that for a minute. You got all these people coming with carnal armory they're coming with swords they're coming with horses and chariots these nations are going to gang up and jehoshaphat <laughs> sends out singers are you are, are you you sure you heard from the lord jehoshaphat <laughs> and listen what they do they began to sing this is what they they, they began to sing this praise the lord for his mercy endures forever. Pray. That's all they do. Praise the Lord. For his mercy endures forever. You know what God does? He ambushes the enemy. See, we, we, we try to put God in a box of how. You got it all figured out how you're going to exit out of your mess. And God can do so many other things. Now, let me show you this. Everyone say stronghold. stronghold. Can you imagine how you, the impact it would have had on you being in slavery for over 400 years. Think about that for a minute. Think about you, We can't spell it, but think about it. The impact that would have on your thinking, the impact it would have on your heart. I want to show you what took place. I mean, you, you're talking about 400 years of slavery. We're talking about a poverty mentality. Poverty we're talking about slavery mentality. We're talking about a broken mentality. Look what God does. He prepares them to break strongholds, wrong thinking 
out of their life even as they're leaving. Look at Exodus 12, 35 through 36. Now the children of Israel had done according to the word of Moses. Look what they did. I mean, this is kind of crazy. We're going to go to those who had us in slavery. And look, we're going to knock on their door. And they had asked from the Egyptians articles of silver. <laughs> articles. Well, you just don't do that to the people that you are slaves to. Right? These people have been making you make bricks. Articles of silver, articles of gold, and clothing. And the Lord had given the people favor. Everyone say favor. In the sight of the Egyptians. Look what the Egyptians did. See, God can do whatever he wants. He can mess with your enemies. So that they granted them what they requested. And they plundered the Egyptians. You know what I think God's doing right there? Payback. Payback's heaven. Payback's heaven. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. You don't got to pay back the Egyptians. You know all those 430 years you were a slave and you worked for nothing? You didn't work for nothing. I'm going to load you down. And when you leave here, listen, you're going to take everything with you. Can you imagine those camels toting all that? What was God doing? I think he was breaking them, breaking off strongholds off of their, thought, their thinking. When you've been slaves and you've been in poverty for so long, you just think this is what God has for me. This is how it should be. This is you. Listen, God's good, isn't he? And he, <laughs> Psalms 105, 37. Don had no clue what I was going to be preaching on this morning. I mean, he knew it was called the exit plan. And Don sends this in, uh, uh, in one of the texts this morning. Psalms 105, 37. He also brought them out with silver and gold. And there was none feeble among their tribes. How beautiful that is that? He, hey, you, can't, you came in broke and, and you're exiting loaded. You came in broke, you came in like a slave, and you're going to be exiting like a son and a daughter. You came in with poverty mentality, and you're going to be exiting blessed. That's, you know what? That's hard for some people to believe that that God is that good, that he wants to take care of you uh, as his children. But I know, me as a carnal man, an evil man, how much I want to take care of my kids. How much more does your father want to take care of you in heaven? Now, I've been saying this has been a little thread, been a little thread. Don't think you have it all figured out how God is going to exit you according to your plan because God says, my thoughts are not your thoughts and my ways are not your ways, says the Lord. So let me show you something, Exodus 13, 17. Then it came to pass, it on the sky right there, then it came to pass when Pharaoh had let the people go that God did not lead them by the way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near, for God said, at least perhaps the people changed their mind and they see war they return to egypt you know what i don't know why we came to the fair ground first but it's been a good thing i don't know why god does all that he does i don't know why they didn't just do this right here they didn't go from egypt right into the promised lands just like boop 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 i don't know why they did boop, boop. mark batterson said it took him one day to come out of egypt but it took them 40 years to get Egypt out of them. 
God's always working for us. He's working in us. He's working all things for the good. How many of you know that this morning? Okay, so let, let me finish with this. Let, let's just go into this. How many of you know that when you come to Jesus, you come out of the world, you come out of Egypt, how many of you know that it still isn't peachy? Oh, I know Jesus. Now it's like butter. Everything's not like butter. It's, it's not. Look at verse 5 of, uh, of chapter 14. Now it was told the kingdom, king of Egypt, that the people had fled, and the heart of Pharaoh and his servants was turned. Look, now they're gone out of Egypt. Look what happens to the king. Pharaoh and his servants was turned against the people, and they said, Why have we done this? That we have let Israel go from serving us. They had slavery remorse. Anybody ever bought a new car and you're like, what did I just do? They had slavery remorse. They're like, who's going to clean our toilets, man? Who's going to break bank our bricks? Who's going to, hey, they've been serving us before. We got to go get them. Right? So just because you come out of the world doesn't mean that the enemy doesn't want to go after you. It doesn't mean that everything's peachy and everything's butter. Look what, look what takes place. Now, kind of fast forward and Reader's Digest. Pharaoh's moving in on the Israelites after they have moved out of Egypt. And, and look at this. Here's Pharaoh and his army, carnal. Okay. Here's Israelites. And here's the sea. Can you picture that for a minute? Pharaoh... Israelites and the sea. Look at Exodus 14, 13 and 14. And Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. Here's an exit plan. Moses had some strange exit plan, but he had exit plans from God. Say this with me. Stand still. Are you sure, Moses? There's it. There's Egypt. There's Pharaoh right there. Look at all. Stand still. That doesn't sound like an exit plan to me. Sometimes we think that think we got to do it all. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish today. For the Egyptians, ooh, this is good. Ooh, you ready? You ready? You ready? Whatever you're coming, whatever you're exiting out of today, here's a promise for you. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see no more. Whatever you're exiting today, you got to believe that. Ain't going to deal with it no more. Ain't going to see it no more. The Lord will fight for you. And you shall hold your peace. Stand still and see. Look at, look at verse 15. The Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? All the people are whining. Oh, look what God says. Sometimes you just have to do this in life. Tell the children of Israel to go forward. Tell your neighbor right now, go forward. Look at 19 and 20, the angel of God who went before. Look, you just got to see the strategy of the Lord. The angel of God who went before the camp of Israel moved and went ahead of them. And the pillar of cloud went from before them and stood behind them. So check this out. The Egyptians, Pharaoh, the cloud of God, Israelites, and the sea. All right. So it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israelites. Thus it was a cloud and darkness to the one. And he gave light by night to the, even in the plagues. 
when things were so thick, dark. Listen, the Egyptians couldn't see anything, but it, it did not impact the Israelites. They could still see. Look what's going on here. So that no one did not come near them, uh, the other, uh, all, the, the, the other, all that night. And then I saw a stupid movie the other day. Saw a very stupid movie. It was Exodus. Didn't like it. And you're opinionated, jail. I didn't like it. Let me tell you why. They had the Israelites walking through the sea in mud. Anybody seen that movie? Good. They walking through in mud and water and good. That is not, uh, that's not Bible. Trying to reason God. Oh, it must have been muddy because God just split the sea. It wasn't muddy. Look. Moses stretched out his hand over the sea. Look at, look at this right here. And the Lord caused the sea to back up by a strong east wind by the night and made the sea into, look, dry. Say that with me, dry land. You know what that word in the Hebrew means? Desert. They walked across. It was like a desert, dry land. And the waters were divided, so the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea and on dry ground, not mushy swamp, dry ground. And the waters were a wall to them on the right and on the left. Verse 23, and the Egyptians pursued, I'm almost done, and the Egyptians pursued and went after them in this is the sea, all of Pharaoh's horses, his chariots, and the horsemen. And let me tell you what God can do. Everyone say trouble. trouble. You come to know Jesus. Maybe you've been walking with the Lord. Maybe your marriage is going through it. Business is going through it. Maybe you're going to come to know Jesus today. And all of a sudden you come out of Egypt and now you're out in the promised land. I want to let you know that God can trouble your enemies. God can trouble your... He always has you in mind. Look what He does. Now it came to pass, verse 24, in the morning, watch that the Lord looked down upon the army of the Egypt through the pillar of fire and the cloud. Look, and He troubled the army of the Egyptians. He took off the chariots. Well, can you imagine going out to your chariots and now all the wheels are off and uh, so that they drove them with difficulty? And the Egyptians, look what the Egyptians said. Let us flee from the face of Israel for the Lord fights for them against the Egyptians. Verse 26. Then the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand. Watch out when Moses stretch out his hand, yo. Watch out. Watch out. Something in his hand. Stretch out your hand over Israel, over the sea that the waters may come back upon the Egyptians and the chariots, chariots with no wheels, and on the horsemen. And the ho uh, Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and when the morning appeared, the sea returned to its full depth while the Egyptians were fleeing it. So the Lord overthrew the Egyptians in the midst of the sea. Then the waters returned and covered the chariots. Look, don't, don't, don't miss this. And the horsemen and... And all the army of Pharaoh, and they came into the sea after them. Look, look at the last few words. Not so much as one of them remained. Look what Moses began to do. He began to sing. He began. See, we think fighting is a one way, and God has a whole nother place. Moses begins to sing something like, the horse and the riders, the horse and the rider, oh, they came after us, the horse and the rider, God going to drown them up. That's not exactly what he said, but he says, I will sing to the Lord, 
I mean, he just sings, man. I will sing the Lord. He is triumph glorious. The horse and his rider. He is thrown into the sea. And you know, that was, the, that was Mo. You know what all the women did? Can I get a shout from the women this morning? No, no, let me tell you what. All the women did. They're like, Miriam leading the charge. Get your tambourine on. Woo! They began to dance, baby. They just, wow! Tambourine! I'm, you, you think I'm joking. I'm not joking. You need to read it. The guys are singing. The women are dancing. And they, they got the, why? Because exit plan. God just busted them out. And he, they didn't do it. They didn't do it through 22,000 meetings of AA. Ain't nothing wrong with AA, but they didn't use AA. They didn't do all this. It was like God bust them loose. Like right there was a God plan. It was a God exit plan. He has an exit plan for you today. Will you stand to your feet?